Hey guys, and welcome to, I think this is the fourth episode of this podcast. So if it sounds really weird today, that is because I'm going to be walking around while recording this podcast. So if the audio sounds really bad at points, that's because I decided today I was just going to walk around and talk about stuff. All right, so let's get right into it. So for this episode, we are going to be talking about The Call of the Wild and Avatar. So first we are going to be talking about The Call of the Wild, and then we are going to be doing Avatar. There will be no spoilers for both, so that way if you guys haven't seen either of them, that's totally fine. I understand that one is new and one is on Disney+, Plus. so if you haven't seen either, that's totally fine. So yeah, let's just get right into that, starting with The Call of the Wild. So The Call of the Wild was quite an interesting movie to me. Um, the reasons why it was interesting is because this was one of the newer Disney and Fox merge kind of movies. I was very curious to see where they were going to take this, what they were going to be able to do with it, and I was honestly kind of surprised by the result. So, based off the trailers and all the marketing for this movie, I was expecting this to be like a plain 5 or 6 out of 10. I was expecting this to be a very plain movie from the start. Not really have a lot of interest to me. It didn't really have a lot of anything big, but I was pleasantly surprised by what I ended up finding. Um, this movie is not about particularly... It wasn't really about, you know, a journey between a lot of characters. It was about the journey of the dog. Now, that doesn't go into, like, any major spoilers or anything. There's not really a lot of spoilers, I guess, for this movie, but, but particularly... This is about the dog's journey. It is about the dog individually as a character. And it's just about the dog, right? I mean, he does meet people along the way, but do not get deceived by the trailers. Just because it may have celebrities you like in it doesn't mean they're going to be there for very long. So I felt, yeah, that's also another thing. I felt like the celebrity casting was very unnecessary for a film like this, where the entire thing is literally about a CGI dog's journey, not about the celebrities. So, I felt like having celebrities in there just didn't work for me. I probably... Actually, one thing that I kind of wish this movie did is... Since it's establishing, you know, the first big merger between Disney and Fox, I think it would have been a really, really good idea to have this movie feature, like, just a cast of people that have never been in a movie before. For example, like, go out onto the street and have a giant casting call, right? And say it's for a new Fox slash Disney film. And you will get a ton of people auditioning. Now... Just choose someone off the street. I think that would actually be a very interesting way of going about it. And I think you could actually do a really good job with this movie. And I think it would make this movie a big statement, right? This would be more of a statement film rather than anything else. Which is, since we're starting this new merger and we're telling a more story about the dog and not focusing on much as the humans, we're not going to have huge celebrity casting. And I think that's actually a very smart way of doing it and probably would have, you know, send a shockwave throughout all of social media, all throughout the Hollywood industry. And I think that would have probably made some changes and inspired other filmmakers to do the same because that's not a bad way to go. Like with this film, it feels... It's more about, yeah, it's more about the journey of the CGI dog. So why pay to have huge celebrities in here if it's not about them? <laughs> I don't see any huge and real point in doing this. But I think that would have made it a lot better. But honestly, having celebrities is fine. It didn't upset me too much in any way. But so that's fine. Uh, another thing I wanted to talk about is, yes, the dog is completely CGI. He is not a real dog. Was that distracting? For the first 10 minutes, it was extremely distracting. But then you get quite used to it, and then you feel sympathy for the character. 
But yes, the first 10 minutes are very off-putting because he does a lot of things that a normal dog might not do. And it's very obvious to tell he's CG. Anyways, I, I sort of understand though why they had a CGI dog and stuff like that because to have a regular dog do all the stuff that this dog does in this movie, it would make for a very distracting film because you can't get the dog to do all the different things, right? You'd have him do it like halfway and then have effects make it look like he did it the entire way through. And I feel like that would sort of, I don't know, that would sort of distract me. Um, I guess either way it was going to be distracting, but after the first 10 minutes of the dog being in there, it doesn't get too distracting after that. Um, I thought, even though there was celebrity casting, I at least thought they were good. I thought the celebrity casting, each of them was a good choice. Um, I thought the journey was kind of interesting. Now, that's the thing about this movie, is the movie itself seems like a very plain and, you know, boring concept, the kind of thing that sounds like it should just be a book, which it is based off of, but I haven't read, so if you're asking me to, you know, oh, how does it fit in with a book, I couldn't tell you. But anyways... Yeah, it does sound like a very book kind of concept, so having it in being into a film was a little bit distracting for me. I guess there was a lot of things that were distracting for me, because I'm using that word quite a bit, and talking really fast too, I'll slow down. Uh, but basically, I guess I just, I didn't realize how they were able to pull off a story like this, because while it is a very paper and boring concept, they were able to pull it off in a way that was interesting, and I don't know if that's because... Disney got on board, or it was because Fox got on board. I don't know which one actually helped propel this forward, but I'm starting to think it's a combination of both. We're taking the best of both studios. We're taking the, you know, the creative ideas to make, you know, a boring concept seem okay, while also having that, you know, charm and life to it from both studios. And honestly, I think the merger was a very smart decision for this film in particular. While it does feel like a Disney Plus film at times, I think this is a good 7 out of 10. And honestly, wouldn't be bad to see in like a cheaper theater where you pay like less than 10 bucks to see the movie or on a matinee or something. It's honestly not a bad option. I guess you can't go to the theaters right now during the pandemic. But honestly, it's not a bad rent movie if you have a family or even if you don't have a family and just really like dog movies. This isn't a bad option. I was pleasantly surprised by what I found in this film how much I ended up enjoying it. Celebrity casting, some of it isn't necessary, but I was happy with the people that they ended up choosing. Um, but yeah, that's basically my <laughs> pretty basic thoughts. Now on to Avatar. Now, Avatar was that film I had never seen before. Everyone kept talking about it. Everyone kept going, oh, Avatar is so good. It's so amazing. It's that film everyone needs to see. And I was like, oh, okay. You know, it was the thing. It was the gold standard for visual effects, right? It was the thing other studios tried to be like. It was the effects that other studios tried to master. And, of course, it was also, you know, known for being that film that, well, you know, beat every box office record on the planet and was the top grossing box office movie ever created. So I had a very high standard for this film. And I say storyline, it did not deliver visuals it definitely did. This was a big Aquaman situation for me, where the storyline, the characters, the acting, it's all very predictable and honestly kind of sucks and falls flat. But it's all, you know, made up for, right? It's all just, it, I sort of, I don't mind that once I've gotten used to the visuals, because the visuals, like with Aquaman, it carries this movie on its back, but it's even better than Aquaman. The visuals in this movie are outstanding. Now, I saw this on Disney+, Plus, so... 
I get it. I got it in a very, you know, tall screen format and it just blew me away. And I thought, man, if I could see that in IMAX 3D, my jaw would just hit the floor because it's just the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Now, for me, my visual effects, like how I judge them and how I rate them is, is it a place where I would want to go to, right? Even if the situation they're in is pretty crappy or even if the place is supposed to be crappy, but at least it looks visually pleasing, would it still be a, a place I want to go to, even though maybe there, sorry, even though there may be a lot of crime or something like that? Would it still be, you know, a visually appealing enough place that I would be like, yeah, I'd go there. And for <laughs> the place where Avatar takes place, 100%. Now, I'm warning you, it is basically a ripoff of another Disney movie, the storyline. I'm not going to say which one, but because I don't want to spoil it, because if I say which Disney movie, it'll definitely be spoilers, but... It it's totally rips off one of the other Disney movies, and I was like, yeah, this plot has been used a million times. It has the same predictable tropes, too, for the climax, and I'm like, yeah, this is boring. Also, this movie's outrageously long. I thought it would... I, I probably would have been satisfied if it was an hour and 40 minutes, but it's two hours and 40 minutes, so it's a very long time to sit there, especially since the story's not that great. It's not like Endgame, where the story and everything and the visuals are all just fantastic. So I can sit there for three hours, and it's not like Ford vs. Ferrari, where you just want there to always be more, and you, you can just never get enough, so two hours and 30 minutes is sufficed. But Avatar, the storyline isn't that great. The only thing holding me and keeping my attention is the visuals. And man, are they flipping gorgeous. But anyways, I'll talk about that a little bit later. But yeah, I feel like the storyline was a bit bland, and didn't really keep my attention for as long as I kind of hoped it would. Uh, but anyways, on to the visuals. Man visuals like i said a bit earlier fantastic um one thing i did want to comment on is when there is cgi like you know it, sorry here, here yeah sorry i'm gonna restart that you know how in the trailers there are some like cgi looking robots well you can pretty much tell they look very very cgi now at the beginning if you were to just see the trailer you look at the robots and go, oh, you know, this is one of those CGI movies that just, it looks so much like CGI. It doesn't look like they were ever trying with anything. So I'm not going to really enjoy it because they all look very CGI. But in reality, just because the robots look CGI doesn't mean everything else with CGI has to look really bad too. Because while the robots do look pretty bad, and you can see that a lot in Elite Battle Angel 2 with a very similar style. The rest of it is flipping gorgeous. I mean, there are so many places that feels like I was in one of those neon light rooms. Like, there's this museum in Japan, I think. Yeah, I think it's in Japan. And, uh, what was it called? Uh, I'll, I'll remember the name later. Um, but basically, I'm just... I, I've never actually been, but I've seen pictures. And it's entirely just one big screen, basically. It's one big screen, but it's not being projected on. It's just like an iPad. It's emitting off itself. It doesn't have to be projected on anything. But it just makes these visuals that are just so jaw-dropping and gorgeous because of all the colors and technology that they can use to make things look super unrealistic, but sorry, unrealistic, but still impressive. And it just feels like I was in a big multicolored neon light kind of room for some scenes. And I was just so flipping impressed. So maybe this isn't good storyline-wise. Maybe this isn't really amazing anything else-wise, like acting or you know, casting choices. Because that has a lot of predictable characters, and the actors do not help that situation. But as a movie itself, and the visuals that hold this thing superior, and make this thing incredible, 
I'm going to have to give this movie a solid 8 out of 10 and recommend that you should watch it. And if you have a home theater, definitely watch it. Hit out all the lights, make it super dark, and just embrace that big screen amazing visuals. Like, it's just... <laughs> I can't talk about how spectacular it is without, you know, rambling for on and on, like, for days. So, that's my opinions on Avatar. Now on to the conclusion. Alright guys, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much for listening to this week's episode. Now, next week's episode is going to be a little bit different, and instead of including, you know, just two separate movies, two or three, I'm going to be ranking and sharing my opinions on all four Toy Story movies. And yes, there will be spoilers for all four, but I'm sort of hoping that you guys have seen them, but there will be major spoilers for those, so just realize that. Because I'm trying to do something where every fifth episode will be a little bit different. It'll maybe be a TV show review, or maybe it'll be like I'm doing with all four Toy Story movies, an entire franchise review. Uh, just to shake it up a little bit, because I could get bored if I did the same thing over and over again. So, thank you guys so much for staying consistent, or if this is your first time, please do consider, you know, following me, staying along with my podcast and supporting me, and leaving me maybe a good review. I mean, it's up to you, because it's your opinion, but yeah, maybe. Uh, well, that's it for me, guys, and <laughs> I'll see you all later.